0: All right, to the reviewers, I stuck to my guns. I said I was gonna do this uh, in my last episode. I I, I posted it in the Cinemaniacs group. I said I was gonna do this sooner than later. And here we are. We are about to enter some dark, dark territory, people. And I mean dark, like I had to literally go in the trenches of my movie collection and find this movie. I forgot I even had a copy of this shit, honestly. But um, this is actually, and for not the best reasons, you know, this is actually something I've been waiting for. There are small pockets. Let me let me just say this before I jump into this commentary. There are small pockets of things that I really enjoy about this movie. But for the most part, it's very hard to hate a movie in this in this beloved series of mine. Um, it's my second favorite slasher series ever next to Halloween, but as much as it pains me to do, this really is the worst in the series. And I borderline, I don't think I hate this movie as much as I, as much as I say I do constantly but there is some type of hatred i have for this movie just just completely going off the rails and just pu- completely pulling ideas and mythology and rules completely out of their asses man i it's it's just almost unforgivable and the funny thing is i think i i, I was listening Not even think i was listening to commentary you know because i'm a really 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 light sleeper um so I was listening to some commentary for this last night, and I was like, "All right, maybe with the director and the other person, I can't remember who he who he actually did the commentary with." I said, "Maybe I can get a better understanding of 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 what they were trying to do here." And I'm and I'm like, "Nope, nah, nah, I, I can't mm-mm, can't understand it." Now, <clears throat> let's not waste any more time talking about this shit, people. Jason goes to hell. <sighs> directed by Adam Marcus. He was a first time director fresh out of film school and he had known, I think he had known Sean Cunningham and Sean Cunningham's son, I think is Noel Cunningham. He known, he, he's known them since like the first Friday the 13th movie him and his son had been friends so sean s cunningham threw him a bone and produced it but you know adam marcus is the you know the director here jay hugley and uh, dean Laurie were the writers on this thing and this is the what the ninth entry in the friday the 13th series now let's talk about really 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 quick before we jump into this um what we got prior to this you know like i said we had eight movies prior one imposter jason um one movie where jason actually was not the killer which was the first film But what we got prior to this was Jason Takes Manhattan. You know, a lot of people were pissed off at that film. Um, I I did commentary for it. It's a shit show edition commentary, but I love that movie as a guilty pleasure way more than I do this one. Um, But it it was where we started the whole mystical, magical thing that was really heavily influenced by the Friday the 13th TV show. And, um, you know, if anybody remembers the Friday the 13th TV show... um, nobody really you know it, it, i don't know how well received it was i used to watch it as a kid on i think it was on a sci-fi channel or some or usa or some whatever it was at the time but there was no jason in there it was more so based on friday the 13th the date actually being a curse itself so it was kind of like this these two main characters um You know, John D. LeMay, who's in this movie as Stephen uh, Stephen Freeman, was actually in the TV show. I can't remember the actress's name, the redhead chick, but it was kind of so them on some X-Files shit going, you know, just going through the motions of all this bad supernatural, you know, these horrific things happening throughout the show. And Jason Takes Manhattan was heavily influenced by that fucking show. I don't care what anybody says. Jason was teleporting. There were, you know, Rennie was having ghostly visions of Jason. Excuse me. It was just a whole bunch of, you know crazy magical hoopla going around i feel like what they did you know um they jason found a new home in 93 when this came out and you know he found a new home at new line cinema that that basically is the house that freddie built but i feel like new line they they had freddie in the bag so much that they applied all of that crazy shit to a friday 13th movie which was a big big sin if you ask me man now like I said there are small pockets about this movie that I like like Kane Hodder in the two goddamn scenes sequences he's in he's in the beginning he's at the end uh Carrie Keegan is actually she's decent in this movie I don't mind her she's she's a badass towards the end of the movie John D. LeMay is one of the highlights I love his character Stephen Freeman Stephen Williamson um so I'm sorry Stephen Williams uh who plays Creighton Duke I'll get to, as the movie goes on and the commentary goes on, I'll get to my problems with Creighton Duke, but for the most part, him and John D. LeMay's character are the best characters in the film. You got Richard Grant in here, Leslie Jordan from, uh, you know, uh, Ski Patrol, I don't, you know, I'm showing my age, I don't know how many people remember Ski Patrol. But, um... <clears throat> You know, I'm not going to say the cast is bad. I'm just going to say the film overall is it's it's a bad movie, man. It's, it's my least favorite. It's the worst entry in this entire franchise, man. And I don't, you know, I've, I've been talking about this for five minutes. I really don't want to go on too too long you know for intro i'll talk about it as the movie progresses and i will give you guys a better understanding of the gripes i have with this movie and what i actually do like about the movie um one of the things i will say before we jump into this commentary to highlight for me that makes this movie soar with flying colors is the kills the gore shout out to kmb uh they really pulled out all the fucking stops for the for the gore and the kills in this film they're the best kills in the series for me um they're brutal they're vicious uh, you got some slimy nasty pulpy shit in the in the film it's disgusting there's some really disgusting scenes in this movie man and i love it for a friday 13th film especially with how crazy the mpaa was coming down on this series it's good to have decent kills and decent gore that you actually see and with that being said people this is actually the unrated version that i have so it's a couple more seconds of gore a couple more um you know uh seconds of the, the sex scene and shit like that they got in the movie so it's just a couple more seconds of it's a little bit of everything it's kind of like the the version of um the original friday the 13th the unrated version just a couple seconds more of the goody goody goodness that we get so um that's just in case anybody is tuning in with me actually tuning in watching the movie with me and if y'all are tuning in y'all know y'all are the true Tudor reviews mvps now like i said unrated version that's it this is no director's cut or nothing like that whoo Let's get it, people. I, I'm I'm ready. I hope y'all are ready, listening, in, uh, especially to people that know how I feel about this movie. Um, maybe I'll feel differently. I haven't watched this movie all the way through in a really long time. I don't think I'll feel differently. Um, I think I'll feel exactly the same way every time I watch this movie, but it has been a long time since I watched it. And it's kind of a guilty pleasure, but I just hate the shit that they that they did with it, but I don't know maybe there's a bias there as well because I just I love Jason takes Manhattan as a guilty pleasure, and that's a bad film too but uh nonetheless people, let's jump into this commentary for Jason goes to hell long awaited. I will hit the play button people in three, two, one, and uh are we going? Are we rocking? Are we rolling? Yes, we are oh. <sighs> murphy O'Meyer this is i i can't tell y'all how much i've been looking forward to doing this and i said it earlier in my episode you know when i was thinking about doing either this or halloween resurrection i really was going to go with halloween resurrection to be completely honest but like i said it was on pluto tv and they've got commercials that you can't really can't really pinpoint you know like i said there's no countdown you can't pinpoint when the commercials come so editing would have been a bitch to do that Crystal Lake would have been four miles away, right? Like, it just so happened that's the the closest place. But this was all, like, we know what it is. Um, I don't think anybody that hasn't seen Jason Goes to Hell is listening to this commentary. If if you haven't seen Jason Goes to Hell and you are listening to this commentary, you are one of the true Tutor Reviews MVPs. But, you know, spoiler alert, for anybody that hasn't seen it, um, we know this is a setup. We know she's just trying to lure Jason out into um, the open so, you know, they can get it popping. But this cabin, in the woods is actually fucking amazing. Well, this is Julie Michaels, who plays uh, Agent Marcus. And I had the craziest crush on her. I think I, you know, when I was a kid, I had a crush on her, but then, you know, and she's got the jacket on and the the, the baseball cap, but when she took that cap off and all the hair came out and she just like flipped it before she got in the shower, I'm like, yep, crush intensified. You already know Friday thirteenth movies that's one thing you you had to have you know the standard hotties you had to have hot chicks ready to get naked in these movies. I think that kinda flies now more than ever. Uh, I think there was a time where they were really like where I don't know maybe the m p a or just Hollywood horror in general was kind of sensitive with a lot of nudity. But that's something, you know, it, you know you're know, you not producing a Friday 13th movie and not expecting tits and ass. Oh. That part always scared me as a young boy, I'm not gonna lie. But you're not going into a Friday 13th movie not expecting tits and ass, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, that is a big part of it. Drugs, sex, nudity, you know what I'm saying? It's all, from the very first movie, it's always been a big thing. Or the first couple films set the tone for that, pretty much. But... You know, that's that's what Friday the 13th was was hitting for. That was one of his perks cuz you didn't really get that in a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. You didn't really you got sex scenes in a Halloween film, but it wasn't like too gratuitous like how it was in a Jason movie. Everyone needs a trusty light bulb. Especially when you're at Crystal Lake. I think I got that same ladder in my garage somewhere. That steel ladder. It was, it was random as shit, I know. You know, I always wonder. Do the, do the victims hear that? Like, do they hear that shit? Or is it just like a thing Jason hears in his head? And we as the audience members only hear it? I, I, I always wonder. There it is. When she flips all that hair out, I said, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, you know. And I'm wondering how many people thought she was going to just die right away because, like, she's getting naked right away. I don't know if you had a chick getting naked this early on in a Friday 13th movie. This really could have been, you know, if this would have been the last one, I get it. But the way they went crazy with this shit, man, it's just insane. You now this jason's so petty man because she just put the light bulb in and you know there he is fucking with the fuse box that shot right there it how dope would it have been i mean not in this movie but i'm just wishful thinking like if michael myers just peered from the background like that shot from the original halloween Oh, they got a checkerboard down there. I didn't even notice that. She could have played some checkers by herself. Oh, no. <laughs> that was a hell of a... And Jason looks badass in this movie, man. This is an underrated... I'm not gonna lie to y'all. This is an underrated Jason look. Like I said, Kane Hodder's... He's cool in this movie. I don't like the fact that Jason has a belt on. You know, like... Jason has decayed and fucked up as he is he's he tries to be a little bit fashionable at times and it's like dog you don't have to do that i like how they gave him um you know hair in this one too i like this like i said this underrated jason look i like how his the mask is basically stuck to his face you know his 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 fucking head is growing around that mask You know, she just so happened, I mean, we know what's about to happen, but she just so happened to find the the most open clearing to stop. And Jason's looking around like, what the fuck? Now, all you people, y'all, y'all hear Jason grunting and moaning, uh, where are you Rob, Zombie, Ho- Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 haters at now? Like, Michael Myers doesn't grunt and make sounds. Jason is literally in pain throughout this sequence. And getting his ass lit on fire. (laughs) And (laughs) And Jason does a battle cry. Before he blows up. Like, come on now. The fuck? Like that motherfucker like he was in platoon or something like that. Before he blows up. Like, come on, man. Jay's who knew Jason was with the dramatics? Steven Williams. Creighton Duke. I don't think so. I always like that line for some strange reason. Now, I wonder in the theater, people were like, "Wait, we blew up Jason in the opening of this film. What the fuck is about to happen next?" I like going into this must have been a thrill ride, but w- when it was over, it's just like, "All right, man." <laughs> Shout out to Harry Manfredini. Uh, I no, not this wasn't the last one he did the score for. Um, Jason X was the last one he was on board with. And Harry Manfredini was such a staple in the series because, you know, he cemented what a Halloween... Oh, Jesus Christ, a Halloween thing. I don't want anybody coming after me for that slip-up. He cemented what a Friday the 13th film's music should sound like, pretty much. That's actually Kane Hodder right there, people, playing the SWAT member. And, like, uh, this is Richard Grant, this guy playing the corner. But um, Harry Manfredini, the thing about this music... This music pops out a little more than the previous um, installments. I guess because it was a new sound because you're in, you're in the 90s at this point. Kind of like when you transition from the piano of 1978's Halloween to the synthesizer of 1981's Halloween 2, kind of thing. But the music was a little more familiar like, to this movie in um, Jason X. It's almost too exciting. It sounds like a fucking. You know, if they made like Mannequin 3 and it took place in a castle. A palace or something. <laughs> I missed the joke somewhere. I missed that joke. I do like his character though, because he's cracking jokes while he's just, you know, about to do an all top. Well, he doesn't need an autopsy oh and jason Voorhees, but then the fucking body bag is smoking when he opens it up swear to god i just thought of this just now right what if there's there's no time frame on this movie right as crazy as they wanted to go and since i mentioned halloween resurrection earlier what if the same coroner you, you know let's not think of any time frame here let's just say that this was a one-off and there, we didn't know what year it was what universe whatever say that this guy this coroner is putting jason's body parts on a slab you know on the tape recorder talking about his condition <clears throat> and say two guys come in with a body bag and it's michael myers body from halloween resurrection like how fucking insane would that have been I know i'm going off the deep end here but it ain't no different from what they did with this movie man you know a coroner gets jason Voorhees' dismembered body the same night that he gets michael myers you know half torched body that's a busy night and he just so happens to fall asleep and you know freddie gets him or something I don't know. And it's not even the fact that he's got to count all those bullets inside of Jason, but it's just the idea of being a coroner. Um, I've said this before in an episode. I've worked at a funeral home before, but it's, you know, you get used to it after a while. I wasn't like Undertaker or anything like that, but I helped him out. But it's. I don't know, man. It's just a, it's an interesting line of work, to say the least. All story by Jay Hughley and Adam Marcus. Adam Marcus, man. I... I, you know, his admiration for this was interesting because he said that the one thing they wanted to do was take Jason Voorhees out of, um, or not out of Crystal Lake, but it's like they've seen Jason run around with a mask on killing teenagers at Crystal Lake, uh, more than enough times. So they said they wanted to do something different. It's very ambitious of them, but if we're going to talk execution, then, uh, no. Who knew Jason had a heart to begin with? he said, "I don't know what the hell it is." Oh shit, man! That thing, that thing, start beating. My man ain't, you know, he he hasn't eaten bars he didn't eat all day and he's looking at that heart like you know what if you angle it just right it kind of looks like arby's oh i remember when i first saw this scene i'm like and i was a gore hound as a kid i didn't mind gore but i'm like what the f- what is going on in this jaw? He's sweating just staring at it, it's like, bruh! Good lord! this man Good lord that looks that looks like it hurts like it looks like it hurts really bad If memory serves me correctly, they said that they didn't know what the hell these, they said that they were like evil spirits or lights or something coming out of Jason and I'm just like, the fuck are y'all talking about? looking at him like you goofy ass dude i think that dude's name is dean Laurie. i think that's i think that's him jason now he's jason of course uh we we're we're we in the game now people this, this is this is where we're at jason is now a black man for the first time in his career he just crunched it in there even more that effect is badass where his 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 face is just like stuck in those grates and then when he when he falls backwards it just it just peels out of it <laughs> we really that you want that anyway? Tonight. nobody thought that was odd that the that the coroner d- came out of the, you know, the, the the room with just blood splattered all over his face. Like nobody questioned it. Nobody questioned that, man. <sighs> Hi.
1: I'm
0: Robert Campbell. For over Ugh, years, Stephen Colt plays Robert Campbell, and he's just a prick in this movie. Now, they mentioned Elias Voorhees. Uh, We've never... I know Tom uh, McLaughlin, who did uh, Jason Lives, he had a scene where we saw Elias Voorhees, Jason's dad, but we've never seen him in the series. I would love for whatever sequel they come up with next, or reboot, whatever. Can we please see Elias Voorhees, goddammit? We've seen enough of Pamela. Now this, most now this <coughs> sorry, I almost choked on my water just now because this is that bullshit. As much as I love Stephen Williams as Creighton Duke, as much as he is a G in this movie, it's bullshit. You pop up in the ninth movie like, I'm the only one that knows how to kill Jason Voorhees. And it's like, where the fuck have you been for the last eight movies? How many people has he murdered across Crystal Lake and he's striking the same campground? Where have you been? And all of a sudden you got a mystical dagger and you, like, bullshit. Well, that made me think of a little girl. They just wanted to give Jason a Dr. Loomis type of character I guess. You know, like a bounty hunter dude that was just hunting him down. But get the fuck out of here, man. Now, I think the backstory was supposed to be that Creighton Duke, um, Jason grabbed his girlfriend and pulled her down in the lake or some shit like that. But it's like, show that. Say that. You know, give me. I would take a scene of exposition with Creighton Duke explaining why he's been hunting Jason Voorhees, where he's been and how he how come he couldn't catch him or how come he couldn't get to Crystal Lake in, in part four and you know, why he tried to go to Pinehurst because he thought Jason was there but it was Roy Burns in part five. Like, y'all gonna have to do some serious explaining if y'all ever wanna mention Creighton Duke's character again. As much as I love him, it's a lot of shit I can't let slide with his character, especially not in a movie like this, man. You know I'll, I'll take a prequel I would even take a fan film centered on Creighton Duke and his first encounter with Jason and then you like a, you get a young black guy to play Creighton Duke to play his girlfriend to play uh, Jason then you flash forward after his girlfriend gets killed and you see how he transitioned into a bounty hunter and but you got to see why he's been absent for eight movies you know what I'm saying. You don't just, you know, you're not going to have eight Halloween movies and then Halloween 9, a Dr. Loomis just pops up like, I spent 15 years trying to, like, no you didn't because you, we, we didn't see that. We didn't get no mention of you and you ain't been nowhere to be found when all these motherfuckers been getting killed. It's just bullshit, man. That's what I mean when, and I'm not going to go on a rant here, people, but I am going to talk about the things that piss me off because it's they're just pulling stuff out of their ass at this point. I don't even know if I'm going to tag Adam Marcus in this commentary. I want to because I want him to know how I feel and I want him to know that I appreciate the ambition, but the execution is just all over the goddamn place. Rushdie Swimmer, who plays Joey. I love that Joey owned this uh, diner. And that chick was Allison Smith that played uh, Vicky. Now, Leslie Jordan, like I said, the short guy here who plays, um, she calls him Pookie. Um, but he was in, he was in Ski Patrol, man. He was the guy, he was basically, like, the asshole dude from Police Academy that they kept playing pranks on. I I love that guy. Hopefully he's, hopefully he's still alive. A Voorhees burger. been like 10 mil you wanted 500 grand I want 10 mil because I'm blood I saw your Facebook and Instagram page it's public you need to make it private Billy Green Bush plays Sheriff Landis he's like fresh out of a Western He said, You don't know I'll beat your ass in front of this whole diner and your lady. It's like Stephen Williams said in um in The Shy when he played Q. He told the he told um uh Barton Fitzpatrick Reg he was like, I would have curbed your ass in front of your old lady back in the day. You, Stephen Williams is he's a goon, man. I think he was on the original Twenty One Jump Street show. I like the character of Vicky too. She becomes de- she definitely becomes a badass at the um in this diner scene later on. but uh, there may not be time. If you still
1: care about her, if you
0: still make And I love that Steven and uh Diana husband, you know, regardless of the fallout that Steven and um Jessica had she's still cool you know she's still cool with the ex-boyfriend Cause she knows that they they have a child together he just doesn't know about the baby. You know they added some real baby daddy drama to this shit. Yeah, he is definitely not listening to that song for real for real. It's my shit though. I'm lying I don't even know what that song is this chick I don't know who the the she's she looks kind of blonde kind of redheadish right they like wait uh, how'd you know he's like oh, you guys are the cliches you ain't know but um that is the the, the chick in the back with the with the dark hair she kind of looks like the girl from the, the um the people under stairs her name is michelle clooney and the guy name is uh michael b silver now the story behind these two we know they get a sex scene and it is hands down my favorite death in the entire um it's it's a close call between that and julius getting his head knocked off in part eight but um michelle cooney and michael b silver they they dated before they were in this movie that's that's the word they they dated before this movie and they found out they were in the movie together And I think Adam Marcus said that their chemistry was, you know, it made their chemistry on screen even better. And, you know, because they dated for so long, it didn't even, you know, it didn't um, didn't hurt their sex scene at all. Because, you know, it wasn't nothing that they weren't used to. Probably why it's one of the most realistic and kind of almost hardcore sex scenes in the Friday the 13th series. you know it was probably like a Tuesday and they just up and decided let's go camping tonight fuck it where we at Crystal Lake all right cool no problem and then they went listen man all my adventurous spirits out there let me ask y'all something do y'all go I probably asked this before do y'all go skinny dipping because I don't understand I don't get why Now, if you didn't know before, you know they all going to die because they all get naked. The guy, the two girls. He said it shrank my pod. What the fuck? Oh, the 90s. I wonder if they got back together after this. uh, After they filmed this scene. Now it's crazy. This chick doesn't mind being um, a third wheel, and they. This is the thing. They only brought one tent. Um, you for half an hour. She had no faith in her man. She was low baller. She only asked for a half hour. How disrespectful. Yeah. But it's like they went out there with one tent and three people. They clearly went out there ready to have a threesome or one of them had other plans. You know, he, he could have got that tray ball popping. I, I would have respected his death um a lot more. He did go out having sex nonetheless. But I would have, you know, I would have respected the death a lot more if um if he went out. I don't know. Maybe the the redhead blondish haired chick was sitting on his face, and the other chick was riding him, and then Jason just stabbed through both of them and then killed them. I don't know. I'm getting a little too I'm getting a little too wild and too creative here. I know. Let me let me tone it down. I don't want y'all to think I'm crazy crazier than I already am. So you know, my older brother used to tell me he's. I thought it was a myth because he used to tell me that if you look up at the moon long enough you have to pee automatically and you know what I noticed she's about to piss in the woods Uh, you know call the nature I understand all that and everything but she didn't even wipe she didn't even wipe nobody in the friday 13th series wipes harold from friday 13th part three um chuck from friday 13th part three who else demon of course that's the most infamous bathroom or going to the bathroom scene in the friday 13th series he didn't wipe nobody wipes in the series man y'all dirty dirt dirts. Oh. Now, I could never see what he had. I always thought it was scissors. Uh, but then it kind of looked like a scalpel? Yeah, the, Llama. You the fucking Wonder Llama. I'm about to change my Instagram name to that. No, 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 no. It's going to say Romero Tudor, then it's going to be a colon right there, and it's going to say the Wonder Llama. <laughs> oh, man. didn't he just take up continuity schmottinuity didn't he just take her little flannel vest hoodie off whatever then she got that shmedium ass condom out the bag that must be like before they invented durex condoms because that jaw is that's the one that would cut the circulation off your ding ding Yo, she didn't wipe either! Jesus! She could have. Oh, oh no. Nah, I was about to say she could have picked up a leaf, but I don't know how that would take too well to y'all out there. And he just propped her ass up against a tree. It's like, I hate these things. I don't even know how to open it. It's too big anyway. That is a true Friday the 13th film statement right there. Like, if you didn't know they were going to die before, I mean, you know they're going to die, but now they definitely have to die. They threw the condom out the tent and everything. Jason's in the woods probably whacking it one time. One time before his kill. This must have been one of the most comfortable sex scenes filmed in the series. Just off the strength that they dated before and they, you know, had been together for a really long time. But again, this is like the most hardcore scene you're going to get as far as sex in... um, Shit and kill wise, man. This shit is brutal, and thank God for the unrated version, man. Cause that this this is insane right here. Yeah, they they were getting it too, man. I feel so bad for them stepped on the condom he's like fuck Dorex oh god good lord now I think that's like a fence pole or something like that oh goodness shit Oof And that sound you heard in the background was supposed to be him getting his head crushed, but they didn't show it. And look at uh, uh, Jesus man, Richard Grant was just covered in blood, man, but that's that is I'm sorry, man, that might be a better kill than Julius's decapitation in part eight, man, because he's literally getting some ass and she's getting some D. And here comes Jason. Well, we know it don't look like Jason. That ain't Jason, goddamn it! But here comes, you know, who was supposed to be Jason. I'll be fair, um, for the sake of the kill. You know, just disrupting all of that shit, man. And he just impaled her and then lifted it up and split her in half. Oh man, he was still inside her at that point. Jesus. Oh, that would have, that would have, imagine if he would have survived or just ran out and, you know, he would have ran out the tent or something like it. that. That would have fucked my entire life up. Mango? Mango? He's out with cash somewhere. You always got to have a dog in a Friday 13th movie. I like dogs in a movie better than cats, because cats is only for the jump scare purposes, anyway. The dogs actually serve a purpose, they sense danger sometimes. Sometimes. Jason creeping again. I'm sorry, Richard Grant. Hey! Did you ever scare me with that receding hairline? Now that is Andrew Block who plays uh Josh. She like I ain't worried about him. I don't know why. Like, even back in the day, I always felt like he was kind of hitting on Diana right there. not here, not here. Oh, I'm sorry, i Damn, he was about to get some ass too. He reminds me of Billy from Friday 13 Part Five. I think it's the receding hairline mustache. Ooh. <laughs> slammed her fucking head in the yo and this is another thing that's bullshit um you know what was their mortgage like you know pamela and elias vorhees because you know they got chandeliers and um you know the fireplaces so you know they tried to dress cobwebs on this but they've got the vorhees family has a nice fucking house man if you get past the cobwebs and the dust and stuff but it's like we just now see the fort you could tell they were probably trying to make this the last movie Because they're just giving you everything out their ass right now. We've never seen the Voorhees house. Um, You know, if it's Crystal Lake and all that type of shit, or whatever the town they're in, why didn't Jason just hide out there? Why was he living, you know, like a refugee in that shack in the middle of the woods where the toilet didn't work in part two? You know what I'm saying? Then he's shaving Josh's fucking, like, uh, this shit don't make no sense, man. Now we are in Nightmare on Street 2 homoerotic territory right here. Like, why is he shaving his face? Yeah. What are you doing? What and he was gracious enough to wipe the shaving cream off his face. Oh, oh, good Lord, man. This shit is this movie is fucking insane. I feel like if you, if you want to turn, like, for people. Hello. Hi, Mom. Hi. Um, how am I trying to put this? Never She's like, hey, Mom, I'm fucking somebody again. Ah. Carrie Keegan no. is this actress's You're name. We're come for a visit next weekend. But, um, nice hey, I feel like if, day you, day? if you, as a Friday 13th fan, even a Friday 13th purist, if you've got friends that have never seen a Friday the 13th movie, you can put this on and it could just be a standalone film and they might have fun with it, like with the kills and just how fucking wacky crazy it is. Um. Well, damn, you didn't even tell him he had a baby, though. Piece of shit. Can you tell him? I'll
1: tell him.
0: No, you tell him. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Jason is a vampire in this movie. Um his reflection is always the actual Jason. When he sees it I know that's right, Diana. Yes, hi, Landers there? this is Jessica How old is that baby? Like how do you keep something like that from somebody? Like Do you at least owe him to tell him that? Now, of course, uh, Jason, uh, a.k.a. Josh here, we'll just call him Jay for the sake of the scene. He's trying to insert you know, the demon into his sister so he can be reborn. It has to be through a Voorhees woman. It's WWE time. (laughs) Steven getting his ass kicked. Jason does it. you know, for this to be Jason in other people's bodies, I don't know if it's because he's got new body strength. I don't know. He's trying a whole bunch of different shit when he could just rip somebody's head or arm off. You know, but whatever. Mm, 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 Mm-mm-mm-mm. Ooh. The sound that shit, made. he threw a fucking knife sharpener in her back. Oh, shit! Right. (laughs) He's like, damn, a sharpener, bro? Jason's confused, like, wait, I have more hair in the reflection than I do as Josh. Uh, okay, just die. Just All right, hurry up. We get it. We get it. It hurts. Die. That long-ass scream. Yo, he threw the... Do y'all know how, like, husky knife sharpeners are, man? Like, I've worked at my fair share of restaurants, so it's like, when it comes time to sharpen that knife, the, you know, the weight of a... The, the right knife sharpener is insane, and I think it's crazy how blood... You literally, if you look close enough, you can see blood... Literally spilling out of her back, out of the wound. That's vicious. Of course. He did the Michael Myers Houdini. He's like, oh, my God, we were going to get married tomorrow. She just didn't know it. I I would like for him to finish his sentence. apologize if the volume, this is a different TV I'm using. The volume on this TV is very strange. uh, Well, Jessica's going to drop some baby news on you all of a sudden. is what she's going to do. Because as much as, you know, her character is probably liked, she is a piece of shit for keeping it from him. But it makes you wonder, like, what type of um, fallout did they have? What was their backstory? You I'm sorry. She's like, the carpet cleaner was going to do it, but he saw it and just ran the fuck out. So I just figured I... I will say this about the movie, the uh character-wise. Like I said, small pockets, I'll give the credit where it's due. Um sparingly, of course, but there is certain emotional moments you get from these characters that you don't particularly get in a Friday the thirteenth movie. Like how she consoles her best friend when, you know, she sees the blood, she doesn't really react right away, and then um you know, she she has that moment where she's about to break down and then her friend just consoles her. And now her friend's holding a baby. Oh, that baby's a cutie. I hate when babies are in danger in movies, man. This, Halloween 6. Brooke Share is actually that. She's, of course, grown now because this was 93, but um that's the actress's name who plays this baby I wonder if she does like conventions and stuff like that that'd be dope I would love for oh yeah Candyman's another one that where a child was in danger a baby like little baby Anthony Sheriff Landis I wonder was that a nod to John Landis haha <laughs> see what you guys did there He's like, "Wait, you got a baby? He should have just broke free from uh from Randy like, "Yo, is that mine? Come here real quick." And then Robert, this you know, I keep talking about uh um Jessica not telling what's her name, but Robert is a, is the real piece of shit here. Really good friend by putting me in here. I know he's just doing his job, but uh, Randy wasn't a bad guy either.
1: Right.
0: It sounded like me when I would watch like one of my friend's um, uh, kids. Not that I did it often, okay. but I remember watching my friend's son when he was a baby and they're just like yeah this is at 11 o'clock this is at 12 you have to put this on a certain you know put the formula in this i'm like yo i i got this shit man i didn't even need all of that when my daughter was born you know what i'm saying i just i i knew but i learned as i went along just <laughs> That actually sounds like a Lifetime movie. The Murder of the Mother of the Girl You Love, you Volume 1. It was Jason that killed Diana. No, it was Josh.
1: There's only one way to put an end to that devil.
0: And I know the way. And they don't know the way. <laughs> He's so petty, man. And you do. And they don't know the way. Tell me. Information like that is very expensive. What's your price? I think you're too much of a coward to afford it. (laughs) Priming. He's like, bro. I haven't even been in here ten minutes, and you already hitting on me? God damn! How long you been locked up in this joint? See everything and everyone. Oh come on, dude! You ain't have to caress his shit like that. oh Oh, god I, I hate this scene man cause you don't have to see it get a get out of jail free card or something it's like if i'm gonna help you when we get out of here to save jessica and stop jason what the fuck good am i gonna be with one hand
1: yes are
0: you sure yes kind of contradicting yourself bro oh jeez I love how Steven had that look of determination on his face, like, look, man, if you gotta break my hair follicles off, fucking tell me. Tell me what you know. I'll be walking out this bitch with a nub beforehand. I love the interaction, though. I do, because like I said, one of the saving graces other than the kills and the gore overall are these two characters. And the fact that they had this scene, you know, it's exposition, but... um, I didn't mind the scene
1: In a voyage was he born Through a he may he be reborn
0: And only by the hands of a voyage Will he die Dude, sister, That was a haiku Your
1: girlfriend's mother Diana Now that she's dead He has only two blood relatives Left in the world with the power To kill him The only way to do that is to kill Jason, and you can't. But Jessica can Tell Jessica about her birthright. Make her believe you. Go to the Voorhees house. Find proof. Because if you don't, Jason will kill her. And your baby.
0: You know what else? Duke's full of shit. Uh because Jason never died. Jessica couldn't even kill him, so apparently you can ne- like you can't kill Jason Voorhees. Nobody can kill Jason Voorhees. So, Creighton Duke was full of shit. I think whatever handbook he had on how to kill Jason Voorhees 101, um, he was misinformed, for sure. He should probably, uh, well, he can't because he's dead. I was about to say, he should probably check the publisher. Okay. Carefully. Carefully. Open. You want to kill Ain't no way he wouldn't be stunned after he banged his head into those bars like that. swimmer was actually in. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I just watched this recently. Uh, the Belko Experiment. She was one of the employees in the um in the building when shit hit the fan. Yo, if y'all have not seen the Belko Experiment, I don't know if I've recommended this before in another episode. Please, 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 people, that is one of the most underrated films. One of the most underrated Blumhouse movies I've ever seen in my life. In j- just films in general, that movie's amazing. <clears throat> Literally forces you to uh. Put yourself in the shoes of one of those workers, and it's like, what would I do? It's a crazy, crazy fucking movie, people. Belko Experiment. Check it out. He
1: turned
0: and he bolted but just in case he didn't. He's a goofball. thinking about it you know since i've been a father for almost six years six years you know my daughter's birthday is in april she'll be six but now that i've been a parent for so long how fucking irresponsible is this of them to put this baby in a box with a pillow and a teddy bear in the back of the fucking store jesus just straight up negligence yo I love the look that the baby gave uh, Steven. He said, I don't even know your name. She's looking up like, hey, you kind of look like me. Baby. Now this dude that plays Ward, I don't know what this actor's name is, but I like him. I like him off the strength that he sees Steven, he's like, yo, get the fuck out here, take these keys. I think for doing something so noble for Steven, he you know he knew what was going on. He still bailed his friend out. Um, he should have survived just off that strength alone. But you know, it's a Friday Thirteenth movie. You got you know even the guy in a wheelchair in part two got killed before he got some ass. That's a dope shot. I like that shot. Simple, but it, it works. You know what would have been crazy? If the Voorhees house has squatters in it. Um, for those that don't live in the hood and don't know what squatters are, they are basically just homeless people that live in abandoned, <laughs> abandoned houses. Like, they live in a lot of the trap houses. Trap houses are drug houses in the hood, people. But they live in a lot of trap houses or just abandoned houses in general. And they, you know, they squat there. They chill, they hang out. So they, you know, get kicked out. Or they couldn't, Jesus. Is that the same iron and board from Halloween H2O? You just walk around touching stuff like what if the FBI came and just fingered you know looked for fingerprints along the whole place <clears throat> The fuck out of here, man. The fucking Necronomicon is in this movie. He's literally opening up the Necronomicon and reading it. Bull fucking shit. I think Sam Raimi himself actually let them use this for the film. And then the excuse was for this shit being in the movie that, oh, Jason's a deadite from the Evil Dead. Get the f- fuck out of my face with this shit, man. I get the Easter eggs and shit, man. But stop trying to connect shit. and just Like I said, man, they keep pulling shit out of their asses man like cut it out the fucking Necronomicon like I would have been cool with a a, a Haddonfield reference or something oh yeah they're clearly gonna call Al and I for that house but you know fuck out of here with that shit man you're not gonna tell me Jason's a deadite from the evil dead and the fuck out of here and they probably were going to try to tie that in when they were going to do that freddy versus jason versus ash movie and i wouldn't have wanted to see that anyway i actually talked about that when um y'all could check that episode out i talked about the history of versus you know versus films and what we got you know what we didn't want what we deserve type of thing He's basically the white Busta Rhymes from uh, Halloween Resurrection. He's like, yeah, we're gonna get a camera crew up in here. We're gonna find a dead body here. Except he is the he is the true villain here because he stole. There you go. He stole her fucking body from the mort. He is such a smug bastard, man. He is a fucking asshole, man. I hate him. Oh. Yeah, even Jason was like, all right, motherfucker, you gotta go. I've been listening to your conversation long enough. (laughs) Oh. I hate this transference shit, man. (laughs) Oh, even his... Oh, God. That is... And it's like, even with the evil out of his body, Josh couldn't even survive. You know, it's not like he would turn human again. He's fucking melting, man. This scene, these effects are insane, man. Again, shout out to KMB on these effects. And he sells it. He sells it, man. Like, you really believe that this actor is melting on screen. Kind of looks like the guy from RoboCop. Ugh, even his eyes bleed. Oh, God. Sticky, yicky, yicky. God, his fucking jaw. Oh. What's popping, slime? Literally. The way his body jerked you know before he sat up off that table was actually kind of decent now here we get preppy douchebag Jason um, in the form of Robert Campbell people I guess they wanted to do this a little more tastefully since um, Jessica's the grieving daughter/slash mother. Um, you know, they weren't just going to have like a gratuitous n- nudity moment with her in the shower because she's going through some shit. But I dig it because we got that in the opening, and we got you know naked folks galore on that. You know, the camping scene. Jason always shutting somebody, you know, fucking with some ice fuse box. I dig it, though. You know, he's trying to make, you know, he's trying to set the mood and add to the ambiance of the scene and shit. I do like in part seven, Jason doesn't even, excuse me, he doesn't even waste any time trying to go inside the house inside the cabin and mess with the fuse box he grabs the you know the outside box and just pulls that fucking pipe out you know out of the you know the thing and all the sparks fly out and then all the lights go out he don't he don't play no games it's my favorite Jason though man Um, Kane Hodder in uh, part 7 and New Blood and I feel like that's the most underrated um, entry in the Friday 13th series all together loves me some new blood man the movie that is she's just scared of her own shadow well i get it cuz her mom just passed away and i i understand Now when the hazard lights came on, if only it was actually Jason standing behind her car, it would have worked better. I ain't hating,
1: though the hell out of
0: And she just she wouldn't shut up, but she could have easily been like the hysterical damsel in distress. In 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 <laughs> he Tried to rip his throat out. You know that blood almost looks like lipstick. He looks like a, and he's got bags under his eyes now that he's Jason. He looks like a emo. No, you know, like an emo TV reporter. Hey. that shit that that does not always work fellas um, take note <laughs> like if your girl's yelling at you you're just like shut the fuck up like whether you say like him whether you say like DMX and belly it does not always work I did not kill your
1: mother yesterday Josh or someone that looked like Josh killed her
0: that was after she blew off the back of his head I stabbed him with a poker right through the heart and a son of a bitch still lives actually it was through his back Oh, right. He left her. Oh, wow. I forgot that. And really gets his ass kicked in this movie, whether it's by Jason, whether it's Jessica, whether he's just falling and tumbling and rolling all over the place, getting trashed. Is that Adam? I think that's Adam Marcus, that that cop in the background right there. That's the fucking director. Like, I want this kid I'm in Clint Eastwood mode now god damn it you ain't about to do shit sheriff Don't shoot. Don't shoot. Randy was so frustrated walking over to him They fight like they grew up together or something. They just they just scuffling in the dirt. They're getting dirty more than anything. Ooh. Andy looks like a fucking extra in like a 80s John Hughes movie or something. Customers. Customers. Just up, He's bringing
1: him in.
0: Just Officer Ryan. give you some clothes. Oh, we have Man, it's like, well, I'm in a police station. What could be worse? You're right, Wait a what the fuck the- he's like, this is for the movie, motherfucker. He <laughs> do <laughs> threw Adam Marcus over the wreck. Ra- <laughs> uh. Damn. They just crushed her head against that locker. Oh, God. I, I told you I wasn't going to do shit, old timer. Sit your old ass down somewhere. Up his world. Fuck is that Jeff Daniels? Well, one cop looks like Jeff Daniels from Dumb and Dumber. Even Duke punched the shit out of the director for making this fucking movie. <laughs> Yo, they had it out for Adam Marcus in this jaw, man. one of these and i'm not even going to get to use it i want ward to cut his fucking ponytail and as soon as he start playing with the gun like he was in a you know he's a cowboy you knew his ass was done Watch the language. It's the least of their worries. Damn. Oh, this is a good death scene coming up. Well, I don't know if it's a death or... Oh! Oh, my God. That... Yo, man. The way his two bones stuck up out that wrist, boy... I'm trying. Listen, I think he did die from that. He died of shock. Same shit I would have died from. Now, again, I apologize, people, because this, this fucking, uh, the sound on this TV is just so awkward. They really do. This might be the movie where Jason really got hit the fuck up the most, cause he doesn't even really get shot all like that. I think the first time Jason gets shot is in Friday 13 Part Six. Uh, you know, there's a deputy, the guy whose head he crushes, Chief Papas. He shoots him a couple times with a revolver. Sheriff shoots him a couple times with um with the shotgun. Then in Part Seven, <clears throat> Nick shoots him a couple times. And he gets shot a couple times by that that uh drug that um you know that dope fiend in the alleyway in part eight. This was always this scene always just disturbed me a little bit. He puts his face in the in the hot grease, god damn. Ooh. God damn he said, I'll fucking kill you with his fucking dead body. Whatever it was, uh, Melissa McCarthy said in, um, The Heat. She's like, who the fuck are you? I'll kill you with her fucking dead body. And that's exactly what Jason did. Oof! Messed your grill all up, son. But this one, I say, Vicky turned into a badass in this diner sequence, man. She was going in. Ooh. Oh God. Oh. He's like, you impale me, I'll impale you. Ooh. God damn. Yo, man. K and B, man, they went in on these effects. He crushed her head and like her shit shot up like a fountain from the top of her skull. I guarantee you, how many movies have we had after this? We've had Jason X in 2001, I think. It was either 2001 or 2002. I want to say 2001. Um, We had Freddy vs. Jason, 2003. And we had Friday the 13th, 2009, the reboot. You will not see kills like this in another Friday the 13th movie. I can almost guarantee. Until proven otherwise, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Because this had been the first time KMB had been on a Friday the 13th uh, movie, I think. Yeah, I think so, because KMB in 89, they they did the effects for Halloween 5. Um, did commentary for that too, if y'all want to check it out. They did effects for i think the dream was it the dream master it was either the dream master or um it was one of those um nightmare on elm street movies they've been a part of every big name franchise pretty much man I love that both her and Steven had the same reaction when they walked up to the Voorhees house. It's actually not a bad-looking house on the outside. The inside needs a little work, but I just don't like that big-ass window. It's too much exposure. We
1: haven't been formally introduced. My name is
0: Duke. I am a uh, bounty hunter from the Upper I wonder how many people in the audience thought he was going to hurt the baby when he pulled that knife out. He's like, "Hmm. you as badass as I thought you were. I Guess that shows that Duke actually has a heart yeah, shit he should have a heart he didn't let all these people die for eight sequels or eight entries rather I mean, tonight we can get that bastard. tonight we can send Jason to hell for all time you don't need me yeah, they didn't yet. count on Freddie. And now she's got the Power Rangers dagger from Evil Dead, made from the Cenobites, crafted uh, on paper from Leprechaun. No,
1: I won't put my baby in any more danger. You will always be in danger until Jason is dead.
0: He won't stop coming for you until he gets you until he's reborn. Born. one, he said it the same way every time. You say about yeah. my mom? It will never be over. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk into the diner, er- everybody murdered. mutilated. Shit. I forgot he threw Pookie on top of the stove tops you know the burners and his body's just sizzling it's like damn is there anybody alive up in this (laughs) (laughs) joint jumped out like a velociraptor Is he Spanish for a second? Jessica? Ooh. Do it. Is it really of course. It. My nose is just broken. You saw what he did. Bullshit. I call bullshit again, people. For all the people that give this shit a pass, let me tell y'all something. Y'all want to talk about, you know, I keep bringing up Halloween because it's too much of a bias. Y'all talking about how Michael Myers talked and all that shit. Jason is talking right now. Jason is Randy. You know what I'm saying? She stabbed the wrong guy. She stabbed Ed, but Jason is Randy. He said, freeze, get the hell away from her, Ed. Then he said, Jessica, that's fucking Jason. You mean to tell me uh, because Jason has a new body, he can talk? Get the, f- get the f- fuck out my face with this shit, man. Like I said, man, it's small pockets of shit I like but certain shit I will not stand for. Oh, that's disgusting. Jason, Jason can talk because he's in Randy's body. Fuck out my face. They made an entirely new rule book for this fucking movie, man. But then Jason's a gremlin, apparently. He goes from basically a leech... To a gremlin. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> All this time, people, the evil that has fueled Jason's body has been a gremlin. This shit looks like one of them demons that, um, do y'all remember Puppet Master 4 and 5? I think I mentioned this before. Um, and apparently this was the crate in that, that Arctic Expedition crate. Apparently this was the crate from Creepshow, right? With Fluffy inside of it. Like, oh, come, come on now. God damn. Y'all just doing shit at this point. But that fucking Jason Gremlin looks like that. The, the evil... Puppets alien monster demon things that uh the puppets were fighting on Puppet Master four and five. So I guess that universe is connected too, huh? To Fuck out of my face with this shit. Jason got bunnies. Finally god damn it. We've been we, we've been we've been through the ringer long enough. God damn it Kane Hodder, ladies and gentlemen give him another round of applause shit Now I don't know who Duke thought he was in this moment Ooh, Jason's so strong he pulled that motherfucker like through the handcuff. Ooh. Oh I, I wish Duke had a better, like more heroic ending. It looked like Steven was jumping on Jason's back for like a piggyback ride for a second. Now here, um, Steven's about to get that ass beat one, <laughs> one last time, man. But Jason's probably like, listen, I'm back in my body. I'm reborn. You have given me enough fucking problems for like two, three days straight, bro. He was going to make Steven feel it. No, he actually tried to take him out just now. He tried to stab him with the with the rake. Jason did not like that rake, man. He's probably, like, if having flashbacks, like, uh, do you, have y'all ever seen that Adam Sandler movie That's My Boy, where James Caan was the priest, and he's like, my father beat me every day with a rake. <laughs> That's, like, one of the funniest fucking parts of that movie. I feel like Jason hated the rake so much that Y'all, y'all get what I'm saying. Damn. He is whooping his ass all over this backyard for reals. Jeez. It's like, I never like these monkey bar jungle gym things anyway. Jason was probably just going to beat him to death at this point. Somebody tell me what the hell platform is she stepping on to stab him. You can see the fucking mats on the side of, oh my god, on the left side of the screen. I never saw that. You can see the mats when Jason just like flung her off of him when he after she stabbed him. You can see the blue mats that she fell on. Jesus Christ. Not only that these are, what are these, the evil spirits leaving out of Jason, they said that they didn't even know what the fuck they were doing in this scene, they just thought it was cool like, come on, man Steven became a, you know, a ninja sensei I do like how Jason's eyes lit up for a second right there This is some, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street shit right here. The master of dreams my soul will keep. Fuck the fuck out of here, man! Then the, the big hands from the Never Ending Story come the fuck up. Or I, I don't know if they if the never Ending Story had I haven't seen it in a while, but it's like, this is some shit out of NeverEnding Story or Ernest Scared Stupid. And she was gonna let Steven die. But then she's like, nope, it's easier to co-parent. And Jason actually said, "rar," He did. (laughs) And then you got the Madonna Ray of Light again. And what was that on? I think the Ray of Light, I kept saying, was on uh, Hereditary. But Madonna literally has the fucking ray of light on um on Jason as he's going into hell. And then it turns into a mystical portal that disappears into the atmosphere of the night. The fuck out of here with that shit, man yo i'm sorry man i don't y'all knew it was gonna come eventually like in more scenes than one y'all know i was gonna go on a rant at least i didn't completely tear this movie to shreds i feel like i do that enough you know on social media and i I get into debates healthy debates of course because i get why people like this movie like i said there are things that i like about this movie one of them coming up right now that is probably one of the fucking highlights of this entire movie and of just the the series endings and just horror movie endings overall you know they're literally walking off into the sunset with and it's the typical friday 13th shit because you get a lot of times where the guy survives with the girl you know paul survived we didn't see him though um tommy survives well they were siblings tommy survives with um megan in part six nick survives with tina in part seven Sean survives with Rennie in part eight, so you get the guy girl, but you get a baby they're walking off being a whole family unit now I wonder what people thought was coming with this when they just do this close up on Jason's mask in the dirt hey. Yo, when I say I went nuts, nuts, cashews, pecans, whatever, man, I can only imagine what the theater response was for that ending, and since 93, they were waiting for it, but they didn't get it for another 10 years, but we did it, people, we did it, you know what I give this movie? I give this movie a 6 out of 10, you know what, no, I give it a 6.5 out of 10, you know why? Because... I don't like this movie, it's the worst in the series for me, but it's not one of those bad entries where um, I just can't get through it at all, and as much as I hate, like, I I don't hate this movie as much as I hate Halloween Resurrection, like, Halloween's my shit, so y'all know I hate that with a different type of passion, but even Halloween Resurrection I sat through last night, and I can still sit through these movies, they're not completely shit storms, you know, they're shit shows. But they're not shit stories to the point where you're like, oh, I can't even watch it. Um, you know, because you do have Jason in it. You do have uh, John D. LaMay's character and Stephen Williams' character, Stephen and uh, Creighton Duke. You do have uh, Kerry Keegan, who was kind of a badass. And the, like I said, the acting's not bad. But the effects, man, the kills, like I said, best kills in the series. Shout out to K&B. They did the goddamn thing on this movie. So there are Saving Grace's of this film here and there, but overall, six and a half out of ten, man, I, I don't think I could give it anything higher than that unless I really, you know, I don't know, I get fucked up enough and just break this down frame for frame for frame and then come back and do it. I don't know. I don't think it's ever going to get more than a, um, you know, a six and a half out of ten for me. As far as Adam Marcus goes, um, I remember being in this movie group uh, a while back called Killer Flicks and Adam Marcus, you know, there was this this dickhead boy in the group who was just such a fucking ass kissing brown nose and ass kiss ass and i remember i was just talking about how much i couldn't stand jason goes to hell and how much it pissed me off because i was expecting so much more and it went off the deep end and here comes this brown nose and ass dude tags adam marcus to my comment um and he's like, but it was directed by Adam Marcus and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I know who the fuck did it. Just because you tag him to it doesn't mean I'm going to change my mind. And Adam Marcus, I don't know if he remembers this. You know, he probably is in a mess, of, um, you know, a mess of uh, 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 f- social media groups and does all these. Com- he can't remember shit like this. But he actually took the time out to comment, said what the studio wanted, what Sean Cunningham wanted, what their intentions were for the movie. I respect that he took the time out to explain that but the execution-wise, nah, man, I'm cool off that, but, um, like I said, the ambition is there, you know, I've never made a movie before, so I would hope to one day make one, so it's, you know, just from a filmmaker's standpoint, cool, cool, brother, but just stay fuck away from, uh, Jason, please, forever, um, you can do that with the Leatherface sequels you write and all that other stuff, but, nah, man, we made it, people, Whew. We made it! Damn, I talked through the entire credits too. That's how you know I'm passionate about this shit here. Oh, I need some coffee or a stiff drink or something, man. But y'all already know where to go, man. I'm I'm glad if y'all tuned in this with me, man. Y'all y'all are awesome, man. But y'all already know where to go, man. And if y'all don't, um, I'm not gonna tell y'all to go to hell. Uh, you know, Jason just went there. I, I wouldn't dare tell y'all to do that even though i feel like we went through hell trying to make it through this movie but we made it but y'all know where to go man follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google podcast apple podcast overcast podcast breaker and radio public shouts out to anchor follow me on facebook and instagram romero tutor shout out to the facebook movie group the cinemaniacs hopefully y'all enjoy this when i put it in there because this is like one of those rare moments where <laughs> i stick with the movie i actually wanted to do commentary for and don't get sidetracked with something else so hopefully they enjoyed this shout out to the cinemaniacs and last but not least shout out to the tutor reviewers the listeners the lovers the supporters out there hope y'all enjoyed this one too um or if you did tune into it hope y'all enjoyed listening to me um you know goof off and go crazy hopefully the sound wasn't too you know wasn't too shitty on this i know the, i know it sounded completely different because like i said it was a different tv but y'all are mvps for tuning in man and y'all already know the love and support y'all show me i show it back to y'all tenfold and then some so with that being said people Yours truly, Romero Tudor, another episode of Tudor Reviews in a Can. I'll check y'all on the next one.